Wise up listeners, I'm Anthony Romeo. I'll be hosting another fantastic episode of Wise Up. Episode 1.3, Inspire Next with Hitachi. I'll be speaking with Steve Kim, marketing manager of Hitachi Performance Cable Systems and Materials Division from Hitachi Cable America. Wow, what a mouthful, right? <laughs> Personally, it, is. it really is, right? You know. Personally, I work with many folks at Wise Components of the distributor partner of Hitachi Cable and Solutions. And I tend to consider Hitachi Africa. And I say that as being all positive, no negative. Because the reason why I, I can compare that is, you know, many people don't realize how massive of an organization Hitachi is. Um, just like Africa, the continent is blessed with so many rich of natural resources, and it holds nearly 30% of the world's known materials. So, if you like Hitachi, they operate in more than 11 business segments, ranging from information and telecommunication systems to construction machinery worldwide. I really, truly hope that you all found some enjoyment in our last episode. And I thank you all for taking the opportunity to listen up and wise up on this time. It's very important that you understand what we're trying to do um, and and explain how IoT, 5G, DAS, all these acronyms, what they really mean and what's behind the curtain. As I mentioned in previous episodes, we're st- we're on every streaming service. Feel free to look at Apple iTunes, Spotify, Android, or other streaming services that whatever you use, you can listen in. And that and I and I want you to understand that you listening out there. We've grown accustomed to that we've taken advantage, I should say, of the gadgets that are in our hands in our daily lives. We don't care how they work, we just want them to work. Right? And with that said, I, I been meeting with industry professionals like Steve and and trying to get to the bottom of it and figure out, you know, what's the foundation? How is the concrete holding up that building? Because it's very important that from IT or IoT that we all know how things are working. So on Wise Up, we're speaking to Steve and, and how Hitachi Aspire Next Mantra has helped them come up with many solutions, and one of those, in, in particular, one of the solutions that we're going to be uh, diving into is DriveIt and the benefits that it can provide to various industries. Now, I, I asked you to, you know, come on the show and, and, and have a chat with me and, and talk to me about all the wonderful things he, he's done along his career. But, but truth be told, we only have 30 minutes, so I'm not going to ask him, you know, what school <laughs> he went to and and how long he's married, but how long he's in the industry, where he's coming from, former life, and now present day. What is it that drives him? What motivates him? What gets him out of bed working for Hitachi? And what are they supporting as a marketing manager at Hitachi? So with that said, Steve, if you will, give us a little intro. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you for that uh, fantastic introduction, by the way, today. Um, well, first, a little on, on Itachi. Um, yeah, we are definitely a, we're a small slice of a very, very big pie. Itachi is a global company. 
I believe they're 38th on the Fortune 500 right now with billions in revenue. But we represent a small segment. Um, just in the United States alone, they have about 90 different companies, and we are one of them. Uh, we're the only one that makes the products that, that YSL, so all those uh, copper and fiber optic cables. Our facility in Manchester, New Hampshire, is the only one that makes those cables. So just so everybody knows. But we do kind of have that big backing behind us and that big brand behind us, uh, which is which is great. Um, about myself personally, I've been with Hitachi a little over 15 years now as the marketing manager. Prior to that, I worked with a couple of datacom companies. I was a sales manager at one, and with the other, I was a director. I had actually started a datacom division for a large electrical contractor in New Hampshire. Uh, and a friend of mine is currently still running that. So that company's been up and running for about uh, seven to 18 years now. So wow. uh, that's, I love that legacy. Um, so I kind of look at things not just from the sales marketing side of it, but from the co- uh, contractor side as well. As I said, you see on the hand dirty. So uh, having a lot. That, uh, if, was that? If, I said it's safe to say that you've seen a lot of different verticals and you've, you've touched a lot of different products that are out there in the market and who's manufacturing what. Uh, as far as your competition goes. So you've seen a lot of different things. And so it's a great way, you know, to, to have your perspective on, on what it is that, you, you know, your company now, Hitachi, is trying right. to achieve. Well, I've definitely seen a lot of the, the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, one thing that I really liked, uh, I first came into the industry, uh, the very first person I worked for, really stressed about, uh, you know, working with quality products. It was, it was like, it, the price wasn't a big deal. It was get the best product you can. That was a good value. Uh, and it's not going to let you down. And that's what we kind of, uh, built the company around. And when I left there and started uh, the division with the other, the electrical contractor brought that with me. So, uh, I've always used, uh, well-known products and bought them through well-known distributors. Uh, that's something I, um, kind of once I went to Hitachi, so well, here's a nice brand and it's a U.S. made product. So, uh, that's a homer right there. And then we obviously sell through authorized distributors like why. So when, uh, we talk about products and quality products and, you know, people ask, what should I buy or for it be cable or connectivity or really anything for that matter? Buy from a brand, you know, and buy through distribution, you know. Right. And, and we've had conversations about that in, in previous discussions. It, it's so important because believe it or not, it's not just money that's being counterfeited out there to those who don't know or haven't um, had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of getting uh, knockoff brands. Uh, they're not only you know less expensive brands out there, but there's also counterfeit brands. Um, so buying from legitimate, reputable sources is, you know, what we're trying to achieve, as, as I point out. Oh, that's, yeah. Is, a, is an authorized distributor of, of Hitachi brand solutions and we love partnering up with them and, and we ensure the quality assurance from our ISO standards of ISO 9001 and partners like Hitachi, you know, being not only, um, you know, reputable U.S. made, but it's, it's, uh, the fact that it's available is also, uh, a plus. Have to go far to to, to find uh, issues related to counterfeit cables too. It's you can Google it. Actually, uh, UL Underwriter Laboratories they have on their website an area where they have um, uh, basically kind of a, created a list of of uh, people or companies that have used their their logo without authorization, which happens. 
but a good example, uh, Home Depot had a, a large recall of some category cable recently because it was uh, it was purchased from a, a basically a non-branded offshore manufacturer, and it was uh, it was misrepresented. What was printed on the cable in the box was not in fact what the cable was. Right. Uh, it's going to cost them millions, and then they also have to go and have that product removed and replaced. So uh, I'm not, not sure mention. that buyer is with Home Depot anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. And not not to mention the, the ramifications that happen after that. You know, people might hesitate. And, and you know, Ken Langone has a phenomenal business at Home Depot, and they're you know they're not hurting for cash. But at the same time, it, you know, I'm sure that some of your contractors out there, you know, contractors out there that are going to Home Depot, there, you know, for a little while they were questioning, do I buy that? type of cable again from Home Depot. So they probably not only lost those individual sales, but future sales as well. Yes, absolutely. Contractors have a, uh, enough challenges in this uh, day and age, uh, but no one's really ever gotten in trouble for using a brand name product through a known distributor. Right. All right. So, um, Steve, if you could, uh, you know, talk us in, you know, what, what's the call to action with, we, we mentioned Drybit before. You know, what's the what's the advantages or key benefits that you could highlight both on the Category 6 and the Category 6 Edge? Sure. Well, uh, Drivet's an interesting product. Having been in the industry for a long time, it, it's Drivet is a void that has been there for, for almost ever. Um, when you run a cable inside into wet environment, for example, you're on the first floor, you got a you got concrete floor, then you've got conduit that goes into the floor. Uh, that, that kind of once it goes into the floor is considered a wet environment by National Electrical Code. And, and as such, you really better run a uh, cable that's designed for environments in it. So you typically run a, an outdoor cable, gel-filled, you know, uh, outdoor cable through the conduit and come up, stub up someplace, uh, through conduit. And then you'd have to transition over to the appropriate indoor cable, whether it be plenum or riser. Uh, and that's per National Electrical Code as well, because the outdoor cables uh, are made with certain materials that won't allow them to pass the appropriate indoor uh, uh riser burn test that we have to do for our cables. Right. So plenum cables use different materials than riser cables, uh, and they have to have a certain characteristics. So what you've always had to do is transition from that outdoor cable to the indoor cable, and somewhere in the wall someplace in the ceiling is a transition point where you'd have to have either a, some type of punch down or a, a, a plug to jack transition or something. So you'd have that space there. And uh, there really wasn't a solution for that in, until we came up with Drybit. And what makes Drybit unique is it's a UL uh, verified. So our category 6 are UL verified CAT 6 and our 6As are UL, UL verified 6A. And it's also UL listed CMP. So as a plenum rated cable, it can go anywhere in a facility. So this is a cable that's waterproof. can go down into that conduit, come up, and then continue on anywhere in the building. So you don't have to have that transition. And right. what, what the, the big fact, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, and I, I think we were saying uh, last time, we were saying how it's not only helping the contractor from the install um, position, it's also helping the design engineering or indoor consultants that have to now design a call center or a data center or a healthcare facility um, you know, all additional part numbers are needed or, you know, the, the length of cables that you might need for one versus another. Now you're just doing one straight run, um, utilizing mm-hmm. drive bit versus, you know, running the driver and all these other, uh, you know, connecting points 
or finding the connecting points that we have to uh, you know tie that in. So from the design implementation, from the design side is one back, uh, facet of it, but then you talk about the installer, and now the installer is only calling for that one particular part number versus multiple part numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a big advantage. Obviously, the savings when it comes to uh, the labor associated with you know, dragging along two different types of cable, the, the consolidation points, the materials for the consolidation points. So there's, there's a cost savings there. Uh, but from an end user's perspective, you eliminate a point of failure. You eliminate the space necessary for the transition point. And from a design perspective, for our, we've had very positive feedback from the, from the engineering world, the, the specifiers, uh, because now they don't have to incorporate that into the design. They don't have to figure out where they're going to terminate this outside plant cable and then have it uh, transition over the indoor cable. They don't have to worry about that. That's gone. Yeah, it, it definitely shows that it has you know key features that benefit both the, the designer, or I should say all, the designer, uh, the installer, as well as the end user, because we're going to be talking about cost. Um, you know, the other thing I would add that, you know, working with the organization, one thing that I find, being that you're in New Hampshire and we're in the Northeast, um, you know, providing services. But as we said earlier, you're such a large organization, you're able to cover such a, um, it, it's almost like dealing with a, a small business to some, some regards mm -hmm. because you're accessible uh, as a company. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, larger corporate. Yeah, that's, and that's, yeah. But, you know, sorry. Uh, that's one of the reasons you mentioned kind of what gets me up, you know, in the morning and, and yes, this our facility is located in Manchester, New Hampshire. I, I go into the plant. Uh, currently, I'm working from my dining room table, um, but I, I do right. travel into the, the the plant every day, and uh, have been doing that for, like I said, about 15 years. And it, it is a it's a family. Uh, we we manufacture about 4,500 different products there. We have a 300,000 square foot facility. Everything is made there, uh, but we can uh, really kind of build these uh, these. We can see a need in the market and respond to it uh, quickly. Um, you and I talked uh, about uh, actually tours at our facility too, right, which is something yeah. uh, that I do. Uh, we have those available there through uh, through Wise or through our regional sales manager. Those things can be uh, coordinated, uh, and they have to be scheduled in advance. So please don't show up to our front door looking for a tour. Um, <laughs> Just we have you. a um, yeah, tour. <laughs> <laughs> And it has happened, so I'm just uh, making sure. Um, but uh, we have a pretty impressive facility where we make quite a, a range of products. You know, we're talking about drive it right now. We are, but we also talk about uh, in your introduction about 5G and wireless. And uh, Hitachi is one of the largest manufacturers in the United States right now of 5G cell tower cables. So we're and making I want to get into that. Uh, I, def I definitely yeah. want get to get into that with you, but I don't want to. Um, just missed an opportunity when you had talked about, when you had spoke about uh, taking a tour of the facility in the last time. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but there are also uh, credits associated to some of the tours that are oh, set up. Yes. So, you know, those, yes. so those yeah. of you listening, uh, Bixie Credit Certification, CEC, um, RCVD, and, and other, um, you know, think, take that into consideration. You're not only taking a tour to see all the many amount of products that Hitachi manufactures in the state of our facility, but you're also, if you're in need as a design engineer or a consultant that is a designer as well that needs credits, that's something to keep in mind. And, and actually along those lines too, we do have uh, Bixie accredited 
uh, training programs, some copper and fiber programs, a POE program that's uh, that's pretty impressive. And uh, those are generally given face-to-face, but we are getting some of those accredited for virtual uh, trainings that we can do them as a webinar remotely. And uh, we just recently got our POE uh, presentation approved for use uh, remotely as a virtual presentation. Uh, you know, these wow. things generally, when they're when they're done in that format, they may be like a one-credit type of presentation, uh, but the content is still pretty good. And we like to, we do put out uh, content. We want it to be uh, something new, something interesting, something that you haven't heard in 17 other presentations, you know? Right. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's good to know. And uh, and I'll I'll just put point out that, uh, and I'll I'll say it right this time: www.hca.atachi-cable.com. All that information you got can it. be found on that website. And if you yes. want to see some Hitachi videos and other products and solutions, you can go to the Wise Components website as well. But feel free to check out either. Um, both are very informative, um, but I'll let you continue. Go ahead. Oh, so uh, I'll just, I just want to go back to, uh, we were talking about uh, DriveIt, and um, one of the things that uh, I really am passionate about with DriveIt is what it can do. Uh, there really isn't any other product on the market that has all of its characteristics uh, and there was a lot of R&D that went into this product. I could tell you that we have a, a test that's been submerged in our facility, um, some uh, test samples for over five years now uh, that are completely submerged in water. We test them monthly, and UL comes in and does follow-up testing because we do have a, uh, a UL test, a UL um, verified test uh, regarding uh, performance while submerged. Uh, a lot of cables, and, and again, this is if you are if you install the wrong cable in an environment, like a standard indoor cable, when it gets wet, you're going to have failures. And uh, because the materials that we use to develop this cable, it can be submerged in water and it's still UL verified. So you can run a gigabit if it's a six A, or again, 10, ten gigabit if it's six A, or gig. And, and again, you 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 bring up a valid point that it's it's being verified, tested by third party underwriters lab is is doing this. So it's not just Hitachi saying, "Hey, we tested it. It's fine. It's great. It works." Because we said so. We have somebody else coming in and, and verifying uh, the process, which is commendable. That's an excellent point. Uh, we use UL for all of our testing for both our flammability testing, which is uh, the testing regarding uh, CMP or CMR riser. We also use it for our electrical testing, which is called uh, uh, verified. So when you hear people talk about verified products or, or listed products, verified is electrical and generally not a requirement by National Electrical Code. And a, a listing is required by National Electrical Code. That, getting that listing allows us to print on the cable CMP or CMR, which is what an inspector is going to look for when they're in the building. Right. And um, we use one facility, UL. Um, some companies use two. Some might uh, use different tests. I'm not quite sure why you'd send different samples to different labs, but we send one sample to one lab, and they will uh, separate those and, and take some for the flammability testing and then take some for electrical testing when our products are, are are verified for electricals. And again, when we send it to a third party and you're to get verified, uh, the end users, contractors, I think they 
appreciate that they're buying something that has been third-party tested and not just tested by the manufacturer, um, which is generally called compliance. Let's put, I mean, let's, you know, every car manufacturer out there for the last 10 years has done away with used car and put certified pre-owned because each one of them say it's been 54 inspection or 87 point inspection. So having that third party come in and say it's now, it's been tested, it's been vetted, it's been verified. It's something that, um, we should pride ourselves. So, Steve. I mean, you, you talk about a lot of different things on as far as the verification, the testing, and everything that mm-hmm. Versace is doing to ensure that their product is not not that they just say that it's a great product. Now, how how does this apply into the different verticals? Is there is there you know one size fits all, and if so, that's great. And then, but really, what I'm trying to get at is with the way that they're building out facilities today, and even more so now with uh, everything that's going on, the unfortunate uh, troubles that we're seeing with mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, you know, right now everybody's working remotely. Um, so now when they open up the faucets or the floodgates, whichever way the countries and states plan on doing it, when they let people back in these mixed-use buildings and these healthcare facilities and these classrooms, they're probably going to be thinking and taking into consideration some different designs on how they expand upon their campus environment or their office footprint. So, you know, with, with Wi-Fi right, right. creation and all that, could you, could you like kind of touch on that for me and, and explain to the listeners? Well, certainly, uh, everyone's use of wireless devices has increased, and, and not only has the quantity of, of wireless devices out there increased, but what we're pulling through those devices has dramatically increased. Uh, everyone has a smartphone now, so everyone's pulling down uh, video and among other things. So bandwidth has increased, and uh, and it's also expanded beyond just the physical footprint. You know, we talked a little bit about the current situation and, and social distancing and things like that. Um, but what's what's happened is that footprint of Wi-Fi has now crept beyond the border, the walls of the building, and there are, you know, it's, well, for colleges, universities, it's been the case for a while, but for other facilities, hospitals, like that, it expands outside. People expect their device to work almost everywhere. Right. You know, whether you're in a parking garage, uh, parking lot, if you're near a hospital, you want to have connection. So these facilities have to extend their Wi-Fi footprint, and to do that, they have to cable up significantly. And, and increase the number of access points they have out there. And we spoke earlier about Drybit, and Drybit's a great product to use to increase your footprint beyond the walls of the building because it has that quality of being an outdoor-rated product and can also come in and go into a plenum environment, so end to end, one, one run, if you will. And it's a cable that can be, uh, it can go outside, get some UV, it's UV rated, so it can be lashed outside, and it can go and con- get wet environments and stay in wet environments. And function all the time, and very, that's very another thing too. Yeah, very versatile. Yeah, it has to, it, it has to be. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about UL and third-party testing and and uh, a product like Tribit. Um, we these cables have to work all the time. So by having third-party verification of their electrical performance, uh, contractors, end users, specifiers, they they can feel really confident that this thing when they put it in is going to work all the time, and it's going to give them 100% of the throughput that they want and that their customers want um, for all of their wireless devices. You know, that's really more important now than ever, as we've seen. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't see why, um, you know, you would want to put all, uh, two different cables when, when you have this option and, and you have it in Category 6, but you also have it comes in Category 6A, unshielded and, and shielded option. Um, so it, it definitely yes. has some versatility to it. Um, and as I was uh, saying to you earlier, one of the things that I saw from Hitachi's uh, website was they, they were talking about, you know, manufacturing in a whole approach in, in the industry for that old tech trends. Um, IoT is something that has been leveraging manufacturing just in, in, mm-hmm. a, in all-encompassing. Um, the gentleman that uh, is the right. MVP over at uh, Hitachi, Martin Bogus, and I probably butchered his name, but uh, he was talking about how it's not only, you know, for the connectivity, but it's it can help reduce costs, as we've mentioned. Um, the efficiencies mm-hmm. can help improve uh, that as well as safety. And then what we were talking about before about compliances. You know, you're you're talking about Wi-Fi integration, so now you have to have two Category 6A cables for the access point. You know, now there's no right. splits, so you're you're talking about um, you know a whole bunch of different ways to just deploy this one cable. And Hitachi, again, as I, as I started the conversation, being such a, um, a enormous uh, corporation and, and massive divisions, but, you know, you fall into the network solutions of cable mm-hmm. infrastructure. This is the whole point of the show. It's, it's you know, it's, it's you know, my introduction uh, podcast, I was talking about the the, the Wizard of Oz and how, you know, all the magic was happening. Nobody really cared to look behind the curtains. So mm-hmm. understanding how DriveBit is able to go in, 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 in different spaces and how it's with one connection, one versus, you know, one and riser and an indoor outdoor rated. It, it's very important that we, you know, touch on that to our listeners so that they understand when coming on and listening to Wise Up, it's, it's not, Hey, my phone works or my phone doesn't work. Why is that? You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of companies out there that say they're the biggest, the baddest and the best. Um, but there's very small few companies that would stand behind it. So Steve, I mean, you, you talk about a lot of different things on as far as the verification, the testing and everything that mm-hmm. Hitachi is doing to ensure that their product is not, not that they just say that it's a great product. Now, how how does this apply into the different verticals? Is there is there you know one size fits all, and if so, that's great. And then, but really, what I'm trying to get at is with the way that they're building out facilities today, and even more so now with uh, everything that's going on, the unfortunate uh, troubles that we're seeing with mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, you know, right now everybody's working remotely. Um, so now when they open up the faucets or the floodgates, whichever way the countries and states plan on doing it, 
when they let people back in these mixed-use buildings and these healthcare facilities and these classrooms, they're probably going to be thinking and taking into consideration some different designs on how they expand upon their campus environment or their office footprint. So, you know, with, with Wi-Fi right, right. and all that, could you, could you like kind of touch on that for me and, and explain to the listeners? Well, certainly, uh, everyone's use of wireless devices has increased, and, and not only has the quantity of, of wireless devices out there increased, but what we're pulling through those devices has dramatically increased. Uh, everyone has a smartphone now, so everyone's pulling down uh, video and among other things. So bandwidth has increased, and uh, and it's also expanded beyond just the physical footprint. You know, we talked a little bit about the current situation and, and social distancing and things like that. Uh, but what's what's happened is that footprint of Wi-Fi has now crept beyond the border, the walls of the building. And there are, you know, it's, well, for colleges, universities, it's been the case for a while. But for other facilities, hospitals, like that, it expands outside. People expect their device to work almost yes. everywhere. Right. You know, whether you're in a parking garage, a uh, parking lot, if you're near a hospital, you want to have connection. So these facilities have to extend their Wi-Fi footprint. And to do that, they have to cable up significantly. And, and increase the number of access points they have out there. And we spoke earlier about Drybit, and Drybit's a great product to use to increase your footprint beyond the walls of the building because it has that quality of being an outdoor-rated product and can also come in and go into a plenum environment, so end-to-end, one, one run, if you will. And it's a cable that can be, uh, it can go outside, get some UV. It's UV-rated, so it can be lashed outside, and it can go and con- get in wet environments and stay in wet environments and function all the time. And very, that's very another thing, too. Is, yeah, very yeah it, has to, it has to be. Uh, we talked a little bit about UL and third-party testing and, and uh, a product like Tribit. Um, we These cables have to work all the time. So by having third-party verification of their electrical performance, uh, contractors, end users, specifiers, they, they can feel really confident that this thing, when they put it in, is going to work all the time, and it's going to give them 100% of the throughput that they want and that their customers want um, for all of their wireless devices. You know, that's really more important now than ever, as we've seen. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't see why, um, you know, you would want to put all, uh, two different cables when, when you have this option, and, and you have it in Category 6, but you also have it comes in Category 6A, unshielded and, and shielded option. Um, so it, it definitely yes. has some versatility to it. Um, and as I was uh, saying to you earlier, one of the things that I saw from Hitachi's uh, website was they, they were talking about, you know, manufacturing in a whole approach in, in the industry for that old tech trends. Um, IoT is something that has been leveraging manufacturing just in, in, mm-hmm. a, in all-encompassing. Um, the gentleman that uh, is the right. MVP over at uh, Hitachi, Martin Bogus, uh, and I probably butchered his name, but uh, he was talking about how it's not only, you know, for the connectivity, but it's it can help reduce costs, as we've mentioned. Um, the efficiencies mm-hmm. can help improve uh, that as well as safety. And then what we were talking about before about compliances, you know, you're, you're talking about Wi-Fi integration. So now you have to have two Category 6A cables to the access point. You know. Now there's no right. splits. So you're, you're talking about um, you know, a whole bunch of different ways to just deploy this one cable 
And Hitachi, again, as I, as I started the conversation, being such a, um, a enormous uh, corporation and, and massive divisions, but you know, you fall into the network solutions of cable mm-hmm. infrastructure. This is the whole point of the show. It's it's you know it's it's you know my introduction uh, podcast. I was talking about the 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 Wizard of Oz and how you know all the magic was happening. Nobody really cared to look behind the curtains. So mm-hmm. understanding how DriveBit is able to go in, in 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 different spaces and how it's with one connection, one versus you know one and wiser and an indoor outdoor rated. It's very important that we, you know, touch on that to our listeners so that they understand when coming on and listening to Wise Up, it's it's not, hey, my phone works or my phone doesn't work. Why is that? You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies out there that say they're the biggest, the baddest, and the best. Um, But there's very small, few companies that would stand behind their products and solutions and put together, you know, teams like yourself um, to test and ensure the you know the the product is is continuously it's 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 right. the same thing every day and twice on Sunday. So <laughs> with that said, I, I really um, again thank you for you know taking the time with us today. Um, but one of the things I would touch on is in addition to DriveBit, what are some of the other things that you see at Hitachi that you might be able to share with us? Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Well, we've, we've been making cables since 86 in Manchester, New Hampshire. So we've kind of come through the multiple, multiple generations of products that are out there. And as electronics change and society changes and, and just demands by society change, we're, you know, we're, we're keeping pace with that. And you mentioned IoT and, and, uh, well, we, you got to cable up all those devices. Everything that's in the, um, Internet of Things is connected at some point. And, uh, you know, we talked about what's going on currently. Uh, in, in, uh, in, in the world and, um, you know, the, for, for cleanliness and the, the, the ability to say, walk into a room and not touch a light switch and that light switch come on, comes on automatically. Well, that's happening more and more because the cost of sensors have come down and, and sensors are going in everywhere, but those sensors have to be wired. They have to be cable connected right. to something. Um, yeah. so we're Everybody making says- cables. Everybody says, and I'm, I'm laughing while I'm saying this because everybody says, "Oh, it's wireless. It's you know, it's, yeah. don't don't worry, it's wireless. You don't need you don't need cables." Or I got asked the question, you know, being in the in the telecommunication space for 20 years, they say to me, because um, nobody knows what I do, um, you know, I, I say I'm in the cable business, and and they think I'm you know working for a TV network. Um, oh, right, yes. So when I say to people what I do, they're like, well, you know, how do you feel about everything going wireless? And I'm like, well, the antennas and the lay again, layer one infrastructure. I went to my right. daughter's school right. not too long ago before this all happened and it was a career day and the kids just looked at me with blank stares had no clue what I did and I, and right. the police that came, you know, the, the the police officer that said he what his job is and the nurse that came in and said what their job was, both phenomenal jobs, you know, serve and protect. I respect them tremendously. Nurses saving yep. lives. But the connectivity that supports their computer system, their their walkie talkies, their labs, all their different devices that they use in the precinct, in their cars, or in the hospitals is 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 based upon on what we do. 
and people don't know that. So again, it's my frustration <laughs> why to have a podcast about you know wise up layer one infrastructure. It really does mean something because it goes into every vertical. And what Hitachi has well, done and for so many years, it goes into every vertical. And you know it's uh, interesting too is you know we we could talk about Wi-Fi Wi-Fi uh and it is growing uh by leaps and bounds but however if you are if your company exists on data and and realistically every company now require is is data driven companies there's that's just how you have to function today but the companies that rely on it they're they're connected on cables i mean you go into a, a large investment firm some of the larger names that you see with commercials on television and they've got traders and they're, you know, they're the guys you call when you want to sell a stock or buy a stock. They're operating on a wired connection. They're not, they're not doing Wi-Fi because it's safer, it's more secure and it's more consistent. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi is great, but still has some shortcomings. And I think if you ask anyone working at those big investment firms, if they were to take away all the wires and just let their guys use wireless laptops, I think they might, that might scare them a bit. Yes, um, all might, might have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is definitely a demand for, for cables. And interestingly enough, with the growth of wireless, there's still, there's almost a greater demand for cables. Cause like you said, all these things behind that curtain that you pull back are cables. Right. And, and that's what we're getting at, um, Stephen, uh, to the point of, you know, having people understand, and you, you pointed it out earlier is, you know, buy quality products from reputable sources. And you pointed out to me, you know, uh, your distributors, uh, whether it be Wise Components or others, though there are no others, <laughs> um, <laughs> can be found on, uh, can be found on the Hitachi website. So, um, you know, you can go right to the uh, Hitachi website and see where you're located, and uh, to get all your Hitachi solutions, uh, whether it be in, in New Hampshire, Northeast. Um, we we love to provide service uh, as we've been doing since '75. Um, but with with that said, I mean I I'm just blown away with some of the things that I'm learning from you know you today, um, and and some of the things that are to come. And and I look forward personally to taking a tour of uh, the Manchester uh, New Hampshire site um, in the near future. Hopefully, I can get a couple of clients to come up with me. Uh, Preferably when all this, uh, is, you know, past us and, uh, yes. it's no yep. longer physical distancing as, uh, I've been calling it. It's not, fit, it's not social distancing. It's physical distancing. And right. We're, we're socializing right now, uh, with you, wise up. And, uh, yep. I want everybody to know out there, stay safe. Uh, we appreciate the, the opportunity to, uh, be on your streaming service. We can be found on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other streaming services. Um, I'm Anthony Romeo with Wise Components. You've been listening to Hitachi's very own Stephen. Stephen, I, I, I truly, I really appreciate everything that you've done today and taking the time and the opportunity to talk to me and our listeners about what you do as marketing manager at Hitachi. Um, you know, your years of experience, you know, as a cable contractor and then working in sales and working in the manufacturer, it definitely shows, um, you know, that the level of commitment that you're giving here to, to the products that you support. So thank you. 
Well, that's uh, certainly appreciated. And as an essential manufacturer, we are up and running, and we would love to have you up there right now. But I think we'll wait till it gets a little nicer, a little sunnier, uh, and the conditions are a little better. But we'd we'd love to have you at the plant. Um, and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thanks again. I, I really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, doing this again. Um, thank you again, everybody, for listening in. Bye now.